What up, Home Slice? Episode 91 of Be Yourself and Love It podcast is a short excerpt from a show I was on called Blackbird with James Jenneman. The book is called Procrastination Annihilation. How does somebody annihilate procrastination? Wow. I know someone who wrote a really good book about that. (laughs) Um... First of all, you can go to beyourselfandloveit.com forward slash do it and you can download the ebook for free or you can buy it on Kindle, whatever you prefer. Okay, um, I'll do that tomorrow. I mean to, uh, that old one. Do you know what? Uh-huh. I've not heard it in so long. It was actually enjoyable that time. Around the <laughs> good, time, good. Around the good, time good. I wrote the book, I got that so often that I was just cringe, 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 cringe. Uh-huh. Uh, but that time it was actually came out of left of field. I quite enjoyed that. So, yeah, uh, that is a good question. There's a bunch of approaches I cover. Um, I've not annihilated procrastination, but I've certainly um, seriously reduced. Do you know what? I don't even know if I can say uh, I'm a procrastinator anymore. I'm just a bad prioritizer sometimes. I'm like constantly working from the moment I get up to the moment I go to bed some days. Um, It's just on what. So I guess the method I put forward is you can't change everything at once. So it's kind of like a gem. The the method that's suggested in the book is like a gem for your conscientiousness. You know, it helps you build your conscientiousness muscle over time. And I kind of like suggest that people choose one thing that they'd like to lock in and start with something relatively easy. Like for me, locking in the pattern of brushing, sorry, of flossing every day was more difficult than writing for 20 minutes every day. Um, That So like, it's good to choose something that's relatively manageable at first. And if it's something that you can, if it's a long task, or something, or if it's something that can, if 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 it's some, supposing you your goal is to practice the piano for an hour a day, but you find that really intimidating, it's good to get the habit bit locked in first. So just do ten minutes a day for two or three weeks, probably three. We're talking. It'll be six weeks before it's a habit, but like three weeks before you start like to increase it, you know, to fifteen minutes and then twenty minutes like the thing is there's two separate things going on there there's one is to actually have the habit of sitting down to the piano and the second thing is for practicing as long as you want to so it's all about finding a ramp to make things easy for yourself and 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 get one habit locked in before you start to build another one so you know make sure you've been you've done that for two weeks or three weeks before you introduce the other thing you want to do, which is, I don't know, spending 30 minutes on emails and also stuff like around um, the time of day and stuff like that. If your goal is to do like morning pages, like from that book, The Artist's Way, which a lot of people want to do, I found that impossible to do in the morning. And the fact that she said insisted you do it first thing in the morning kind of put me ended up putting me putting me off. Later on, when I started journaling, I found well, you know, just do it anytime, any time of the day you can. But then once it's a habit, you can then decide. Well, I want to do that in the morning. So it's really that's my that's pretty much a summary of the practical element of the book. 
there's a lot of psychology in there as well, which, you know, is worth reading. People sent me emails, like a whole bunch of people sent me an email saying it was like you were reading my mind, the stuff in the book. It was, it really was. That was the most common positive feedback I got was like, wow, it's like you really understood me. And there are people who said the book changed their life. Like, I'm so skeptical about self-help books uh-huh. and their ability to actually change people. I like usually people read a self-help book and then they go back to normal. There are some notable exceptions that have changed my life. So even myself, I was astonished that people still sometimes tell me that that book was a game changer for them. What about if uh, someone is like such a procrastinator or maybe not even procrastinator, but a, uh... I don't know, scattered maybe, has so many priorities that that making one thing like the top priority is nearly impossible. I'm speaking about myself. Say say I wanted to get into the habit of practicing the piano for an hour a day and you say to start practicing 10 minutes a day. Or or meditation actually is is a is an actual real world thing. I downloaded this meditation app. It's like a 5 minute every morning type thing. I got really into it for like a week. And then it just stopped being part of my daily routine. In fact, it it's even still on my calendar. Like every morning I get the notification, hey, it's time to do your do your meditation app. But I don't, I just ignore it. And like I, I do other things, I do other things early in the morning before I start work. And it's not like I'm beating right. myself up over it. I don't even, I don't even feel guilty for not. Mm. Yeah, because it's not, it's not important enough to you. Yeah. So what, what, what do I do? Help me coach. <laughs> Not that I'm paying you to coach me, but <laughs> you, you might you might you might benefit from a coach. So yeah. what I would say is it's hard to communicate in a podcast because I'd be working through stuff with you. Sure. But um I would sit I would first sit down, not when you're meant to do it, and have a think about it and decide if you want to make it important enough. That means like put your devices away. Go and sit on the couch and say, I'm going, or even better still, go for a walk because then there definitely are no distractions. Leave your phones and say, I'm going for a walk to think about this. And walk around and start thinking about it and decide if you want to make it important to you or not. If you make it important enough, then, you know, you can put a chart on the wall, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Two weeks, two rows or three rows is even better. Six rows is even better. But the first two, first, things get easier in the third week if my experience is going anything to go by. And then you tick it off on your chart, which is on the fridge every day after you do it. But if you don't make it important to yourself, then you'll just keep on going to the fridge every day and seeing the chart there and go, yeah, I should probably do something about that sometime. And you won't do it. So you need to make it important to yourself first. Like a lot of my habits have gone by the wayside while I'm on tour, but that's fine because life's fulfilling and I'm doing other stuff. Um, When I settle down, if I ever settle down, I'm going to have to think about certain habits or, you know, what, what my priorities are. Like, like for example, it's better for me to write early. Because if I start on my to-do list, my mind will get like really um, frat, like, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that. And nothing can be done quickly when it comes to writing. 
Mm-hmm. Some things can be scored off. You, you can send off emails, you can pay a bill and stuff like that, and you can scramble to do that. But when it comes to writing, it's like an open-ended thing. So by observing how your activities affect your mind and your your what activities you're able to do in each mindset, you kind of have to be the scholar of yourself. Yeah. You need to be willing to observe yourself and see how you work. Those are kind of like, that's a like, that was like a Siamese twin answer there because the second part was like a, an in addition to the first part. I think the first thing you need to do is decide that it's important to you and that that's going to require you to put some emphasis on it, which is why why I recommend the walk and think. You're the third or fourth person who has advised me to take a walk. So mm. that's that's... Yeah. But the thing is, take a walk is an old-fashioned expression for fuck off, isn't it? So Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, you're the second person who's told me to take a walk in order to accomplish this particular thing, which is being more introspective and getting to know myself a little bit better. So uh, I, I think that, that that advice is very well taken. The other thing, you mentioned putting the, putting the goals or the schedule on the refrigerator. Mm. That's, that's really good because that's a public spot. Like mm. my partner's going to see it, but then also like the friends who come over and stuff, everybody walks through the kitchen. And if they see a bunch of blank check boxes, then uh, that to me would probably trigger that kind of guilt reaction, which like, you know, feeling guilty isn't always a good thing, but I think in self-improvement, it probably, it probably is a motivating factor, at least for somebody like me who isn't, isn't want to beat myself up. I'm the kind of person who like, if I feel guilty, it's because other people might judge me, not because I'm judging myself. Because, like I said, mm. I'm just not—I'm not introspective at all, really. Right. Well, you sound pretty introspective. I am now. Like, I—if if I force myself to be, I—I <laughs> I am. Um, cool. Well, thanks for that quick, like, free little coaching session. Um, and I—I—I I, I do have a coach. I—I—I I, I talk with uh, with Miguel. Oh, he's at great. least biweekly, um, sometimes weekly. So, but yeah, this day-to-day stuff is also, is also helpful. So, and actually I'm supposed to, I think I'm supposed to message him several times a week and I don't really do that. So Mm -hmm. sorry, Miguel, who Miguel will be listening to this. He's a, he's actually, I think he's a supporting listener. Well, Anthony, we're kind of reaching the end of the, the end of the time. While I've gotcha, would you give some advice, like just some general world, you know, life advice for people who want to build communities with people who are like them and who might be introverted and maybe who are libertarian-ish and sort of autistic and don't just like to branch out, you know, on their own, that kind of thing. Okay. When you message people, have something interesting to share with them. Mm -hmm. Don't put all the responsibility on them to make the conversation happen. Mm -hmm. This will make your life easy. And because you're pre-prepared with two or three table topics or even just one. Oh, hey, I saw this. Have something, maybe something that you think that they might, you already know that they might be interested in, you know, going, hey, what's up? What have you been up to? That's what everyone does. But you're actually making the other person do some work. Um, so I'm just saying, if you want to network, you can have a little, oh, I saw this article that you might interested in i thought this actually maybe sending them an article isn't good because everyone's got too much stuff to do yeah that's Um, also making them work yeah yeah it's also making them work so say i saw this article and it had this point i thought this 
um, what what are your thoughts or something yeah. like that, or just tell them about some interesting thing that's happening in your life so that they can bounce off that and go, oh, that's interesting. You're doing blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm doing this. All of the advice on, not all of the advice, but most of the advice on making small talk, like they've, they've, they, they say, oh, just ask questions and be a good listener because everyone likes talking about themselves. But that's really only true. That is true, but that's only true once you've kind of established that first connection. Mm. So I, I teach people to like take the initiative. You take on the responsibility for me. That's completely like that's the opposite of what you should do in the first five minutes of an interaction with someone, unless that person's very chatty, in which case, you know, go for it. If they're just like, okay, if you like a lot of people get messages from people that are just like, hey, what's yeah. up? And, Hi. and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, um, person okay, I've never talked to. Like, what do you want from me? Like, you know, that so if you have something to say already that will take a lot of pressure off you because uh how am i going to navigate this interaction because you've already got something to say to, to talk about you can pre-select it and it's also pressure off the other person to make the conversation happen once the conversation is happening you can all of the traditional advice um be a good listener um ask questions all of that then applies once you've once the conversation is going but in the initial stages of an interaction you should provide the value mm -hmm. cool well i appreciate that that's actually really good advice uh and i can't tell you how many how many times i get messages on messenger from people who i may or may not be facebook friends with but i don't I, like we haven't interacted before and you know they won't even start with hi it'll just be like this is what i think you need to know and and it's a little off-putting, mm. to be honest. So that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, make conversation with people. And you know, if there's something that you find relatable about the person, then definitely, you know, ask them about that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Anthony. I know uh, you probably would like to at least do a little bit more relaxing before your next big jaunt. So thanks for joining me. I appreciate the invitation. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.